You Betcha She Did is brought to you by the Ladies First podcast production company, specializing in helping women entrepreneurs launch and manage podcasts and YouTube channels. Learn more at their website, ladiesfirstpodcastproduction.company. Did she really do that? You betcha she did. Welcome to You Betcha She Did, the podcast where female entrepreneurs and women who paved the way share their wit and wisdom. Today, we have special guest Jillian Miller, also known as Jill Mill, to tell us about how she became a salon owner and the process that brought her there. Hi, Jill Miller. Welcome to the show. For our listeners who don't know a lot about you, can you tell us about your business and, you know, when you got it started, just a little bit about it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I bought, uh, my business is called Novel Salon and Day Spa. Um, it is located in Sheboygan. I purchased it in July 2nd of 2007. So it'll be 15 years this year. I purchased it, which is kind of a fun story. I actually worked there for 16 years before I bought it, previously known as Studio Raylene's, owned by an amazing and eccentric woman, Orlean Rowland, who built it August 2nd, 1951. So it's the longest standing salon in Sheboygan. So yeah, same spot, same location, only two owners ever. So pretty exciting. That is. Um, I think at one point you were telling me too, when Orlean first opened her salon, like at that point, is it true that women weren't allowed to cut men's hair? Or there were some like funny rules back then? Yes. Yeah, it was crazy. Barbers could only cut men's hair. So women were not allowed to cut men's hair. And she was one of the pioneers to go to Madison and lobbied to have that changed. So she was just one of like the pioneer women who were like, this is crap. We should be able to do all the things we do with whoever we, you know, we want to continue that field. So it did become then barbering and cosmetology because in the beginning it was only cosmetology. Back in the day, you were a beautician. That salon, Studio Relines, was the, the first in the county to be able to allow men and women in the same uh, location to do services. So, yeah, it is. It's crazy to think about that. It wasn't that long ago, but so much has changed since then. And now, I mean, I love that it flourished into another women-owned salon, and and now it seems fairly normal, you know, to have that. But it, again, it wasn't that long ago when that changed. Yeah, it's hard to believe that at one point, some you know, somebody coming in would be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we're not allowed to do that." Um, so being in business almost 15 years now, what are some things you've learned along the way in terms of, you know, being a small business, being a woman run business? What are some things that you've learned that have helped you made things easier tricks of the trade? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that I was like extremely lucky in the beginning was to purchase an existing long running successful business. So I think the hard part for me was keeping that long, you know, that putting that pressure on myself, like 
keep a business that has been going for 60 years going. So I've learned along the way to, well, I've learned this much later, to, you know, listen to those who come before you. Because as like a young, you know, 29 year old, and I'd worked there for 16 years, I thought like I knew what I wanted to do and how I was going to do it. And then you buy a business and you're like, oh, that's why they did that. So open your mind into the past and like learn a little bit more about how they got to where they are. You don't have to continue that same trajectory yet. I've learned that I should have listened more to why they did things and then took my my cue from that point. So that would be my number one thing is like, don't be afraid to, you know, listen. It's like when you're little and your mom doesn't know anything and then you get older and you're like, oh, that's why. You know, exactly. listen to those in the <laughs> industry who who, you know, are where they are for a reason. So I would say that that would be my number one thing. Yeah, that's really valuable. I know you're saying usually, you know, because you're new and you have great ideas, you think you can just jump in, jump in and change it. But things are a certain way for a certain way. And there's wisdom in that. And uh, being able to hold on to that wisdom. Yeah, I mean, you have to put your own passion in 100%. Just don't be afraid to listen and to have an open mind and why they did that. Obviously, the world continues to change and you need to change with it. At the same time, our foundations are something worth listening to. Do you feel like it, it would have helped to have a mentor at all? Even though I, I know you had worked there, like you said, 16 years before and Orlean kind of was a mentor. Uh, I'm just trying to think of people who are just getting into the business, like how that could help them. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I... I really believe that Orlean at the time, um, if I was more open to it, would have really been someone who could have been there. Yet I feel like she was actually 80 years old. She did hair for 60 years. And, um, you know, I don't think she really quite wanted to let it go, but knew that it was the next thing to do. So I think for myself, yeah, because at that point I thought, what the heck did I get myself into? You know, you're your boss became your employee. It's a, uh, it's a crazy time. So I definitely would have been so amazing to have had someone who could have helped me navigate that part of, you know, somebody who had taken over somebody else's business and was like, okay, how did you navigate these waters? Because there's a fine line of like wanting to make huge change and just freaking everybody out. So I would definitely 100% anybody who's going to start their own business, it doesn't have to be even in the same line of work, just ask them lots of questions and because you definitely need the moral support because you think you've got to, you know, you, we all think like our passions and our, and our strength is what's going to get us, you know, forward, but really having an emotional support team behind you to be like, you do have this, you've got this, this is normal. All these things happen because it's an emotional roller coaster when you first purchase a business, the excitement, and there's always buyer's remorse no matter what. I don't care what anybody tells you. <laughs> You're like, what did I do? You know, because the adrenaline's going and it's an exciting, it's such an exciting time to finally be able to take your own passions and ideas and put it forward to create opportunities for someone else. 
Yeah, I can understand that. It is. I can only imagine it being such an exciting risk because you've you've got these ideas built up, but then you just bought, you know, this property and took out this big loan, and now you're like, okay, um, I have to bring it to fruition. This has to work, <laughs> yeah. and keeping your confidence, your excitement up. It's yeah, that's, yeah. It's I mean, I, I definitely had um, amazing support at home, so that's key. Whatever you're going to do is to have a unity in your family for the same goal because I honestly is, you know, as much as I am, you know, empowered and, you know, enjoy creating for other women who work in my business um, and men, I'd love to have as many, as many men stylists as I could possibly get because they're amazing as well. But had I not had the sport I had at home, emotional, financial help in that way, that's been key. Yeah, I can understand that. Are there any, um, networks in town that you've ever utilized? Because I know there's a few like women's small business networks, and those seem to be newer in in the community. But I don't know if, if there's if different salons ever work together, or if it's more like they're each islands upon themselves. Um, you know, for a while, it kind of felt like that. But there is another larger salon, previous owner, and the, the new owners have been amazing. But Entourage, the previous owner, Janelle, was like, so helpful to me. I mean, she, you know, started with a very tiny salon and got very large, recently sold to amazing people as well. And I've worked a lot with them on, um, you know, walk for water. We've done a, you know, a walk that uh, donated quite a bit to the Lions for the Great Lakes. Each one of us had a local partner that we wanted to, you know, donate to. We did to Maywood, but we were able to uh, work quite a bit together. So ourselves, so Entourage and Novell, 511 joined part of that as well recently in Sheboygan Falls. The Sasse, um, Eileen is is amazing. There has been a really good group of other women that I've reached out to and like, hey, you know, we're all very different. We we bring different things to the table and people pick us for a reason. So let's come together and really kind of help and you know, we lend product to each other. We, you know, we, when we have classes, different uh, salons will invite different salons to join in. So that is key to open your mind to that as well, because we're all in the same industry and helping each other out really just makes each one of us stronger. Yeah, I can understand that. One thing you were kind of just speaking about this, I've always admired about your salon is that you Besides being a salon, you're really involved in environmental issues. And with the Aveda line, I mean, that's big on environmental awareness, preservation, and you make a point to make an impact locally. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like how you see your salon as a way to impact the community? Yeah, I mean, I think that every drop, you know, into the ocean eventually becomes a, a becomes the ocean, right? Every drop. So I think what we, we try to do small things in the salon as well, you know, recycling and, you know, reusing as much as we can and putting the right things in the garbage that we go. But I think the biggest thing is we do do a fundraiser. So we're coming up actually on Earth Month right now. So every April, we start mid-March now to try to create enough income in our raffles and our baskets for our host partner. In the last few years, we've done Maywood. So we just feel like that is a such a cool like environmental park and they have this 
awesome 4K program with the most amazing teacher. And um, we just are trying to get as many little kids into out get outside. I mean, they put them in these little Gore-Tex outfits and they're like out in nature all day. I mean, how can you imagine if you're starting from this, you know, little four-year-old and you're and you're starting to to understand your environment and how the impact of your little footsteps do on things, what it's going to be like for all of us later. So that's our partnership, but we are are just trying to do as much as we can locally to help. Uh, Aveda is amazing with that. They, you know, started. 20 years ago doing walks for water to just bring awareness that there are people out there, not just in our community, but out there in the world that still don't have access to clean water. I mean, this is 2022 and there are still areas in our own country that cannot have access to clean water. Even Ripon a couple months ago were having issues with their water and that is just an hour and, you know, five Right. So close to where we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we try to um, do every little bit we can and we do raffles and we do baskets and we do um, this year we're doing a plant sale. So we're, you know, kind of, you know, putting that in there just to actually just bring awareness to our community that this is, you know, important and, and they support us and they're showing their support for their community in the same way. I like that because it's, it's great to have your own business, but when you have a business, there's always this greater vision of like, what impact do I want to leave in this area? How do I want to change it, make it better? And it's just really nice to see you and other business owners diving into that. It's not always easy, but I mean, what? that's why we're here to, to change things for the better. Yeah, we do a beach cleanup every year. Some years it's multiple salons together. Last year, you know, and the year before due to COVID, it was more we all individually, but we all took the time and went to the beach at some point in the month of April and picked up, you know, whatever was on our beach and on our streets and just are cleaning that up. But we've done, Novell's done a beach cleanup for 12 years. And it's great because in the 12 years, so many more people are doing them, which is amazing because be surprised how much stuff washes up. So the more, the merrier. So I just encourage everybody who, you know, just when you take a walk, bring a bag with you and just pick up random things because in every walk, you know, you see something and there's no garbage near you. So I guess that's maybe one of my things for April. If everybody could take a walk with a bag and clean up. I know it seems like such a small thing, but um, one of my favorite quotes says, little by little, little becomes a lot. So if everybody just does a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, these small habits start making bigger habits and bigger changes. I don't know. It just feels good and it looks good. When, I know when it feels good. Much yeah. Hashtag beach cleanup 2022. <laughs> <laughs> As always, if you'd like to learn more about Jill and the Novell Salon, please check our show notes. We'll have links to the Novell Salon as well as their fundraising efforts, as well as links to the Ladies First podcast production company. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to leave us a review or send us an email at youbetchashedid at gmail.com. Until next time. 